I'm not conceited. I'm convinced. And I'm Michael Hutchinson. Getting convinced. Getting convinced. How are you today, sir? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing great. Life is actually really, really good, despite uh, my week being pretty boring and uneventful. You're Um, working now, so now your life is boring and uneventful. It's boring and uneventful. It's like you've grown up. But it is a, it's like I've grown up, but it is a, uh, a really great job that I have almost zero complaints about. That's because you get to go see the Miss Carol, Cal- <laughs> South Carolina, South Carolina. <laughs> uh, she's not my producer at the moment. I've gone on to a couple other teams and I'm not with her team at the moment, but I still see her. I still chat with her all the time. So yeah, that's good. And there are other really pretty girls there to, that are nice to look at. Nice to see. Um, but no, it's a great gig. I mean, I go to work and I play on a computer with, uh, editing video footage all day. I mean, it's not a bad, it's a great way to live. And you've passed your two weeks. Wasn't that what it was? Your two week, uh, see how you do your trial run. Yeah. I just finished my third week and, uh, it looks like, uh, this week I'm filling in for someone else during the day for two days. And then Wednesday I go to nights, which is the only complaint. When I said there's almost nothing I can complain about. (laughs) That would be the only complaint. They don't have a, a room for me during the day or a place for me. Uh, so I'm going to a night editor for maybe a couple of months. Do you need to fix your microphone? You need, you just, <laughs> I just bumped it in. Oh, my bad. Yeah. Uh, so uh, uh, the next month, maybe two, we'll see. I don't know. I work like 7 o'clock at night till 4 in the morning. So I thought you were supposed to be working 10 hours. That's not. That's 9. Yeah, seven to four is nine. That's the perk that the night editors get. get. the extra hour. Yeah. Uh, They're supposed to work seven to five, but they all leave at four. And that was told to me by the bosses. (laughs) He's like, you're supposed to be here till till five, but I know they all leave at four. So no seeing your wife. Or you see her for like maybe an hour? Yeah, the structure is going to be that like I'll leave uh, here at like 4.30 and go down to Burbank. She'll get off of work. We'll have a meal. And then she'll come home and I'll head to Beverly Hills to cut. And then I'm home at 4.30 in the morning. If I leave there at 4, it's a 20-minute drive home. So Yeah, 4.30 in the morning, I imagine so. Yeah. So who the hell's up then? Exactly. Uh, so I'll be home within 20 minutes and then just crash. And uh, So hopefully that's the schedule. I'll get home from work and pass out while it's still dark. Then I'll just get up at like noon 1 or something and have the day. Hopefully. That's the plan. Which really sucks because I now I've become a morning. Not I wouldn't say I've become a morning person, but I wake up at like eight o'clock now. Just I don't even need an alarm clock. Seven thirty, eight o'clock. All of my eyes are open, and I'm like, okay. See, you are getting old. It's like the older people. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uneventful life. I get up early. Uneventful. Bed yeah. early. Yeah. So go hit hometown buffet after this. Get our senior discount. Right. Hometown buffet. Yeah. Early bird. Uh, well, it, it, speaking of early bird, we saw, uh, we went to the Academy theater and saw flight yesterday and it, well, it's good. I liked it. We went to the, uh, five o'clock show. They have a five o'clock and an eight o'clock showing. Um, and we've gone to the five o'clock showing many times before, uh, mostly because then we can still come home and, uh, have the evening, you know, something like whatever we, we last night we came home and we wanted to watch another movie here. That was our structure. Well, yesterday was movie day. Was you don't year. want to deviate. No, that would not deviate, but that was what we, we hadn't watched movies in a long time. Um, hadn't, well, we made it to the theater for, uh, two, for what was it? Seven psychopaths and something else. 
that I liked, but I, I, it was uh, slipping my mind right now. Argo. Argo. Yeah, yeah, yeah which was great. Um, yeah, we talked about it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so yesterday we had planned that we would hang out together since it, uh, once I start going nights, then I'll end up sleeping most of the morning and spending whatever, a few hours with her. Then she passes out. So our Saturdays might get kind of screwed up. Uh, so, and she wanted to see Twilight. The, now, does that mean you go in on a Sunday night or do you go on a, on a Friday night and work to Saturday morning? It's, I, the week starts Monday night at seven, goes till four in the morning. And then the last day is Friday night at seven. So you get home at Saturday morning, at Saturday morning at four, crash out and then sleep most of the day when she's going to end up getting up at, you know, six, seven in the morning. So you're like on Caltrans schedule, only you'll work more. Uh, you mean I'll get, I'll, I'll actually, uh, work? physically work more. Yes. Yeah, very much. Um, anyway, so we, we saw, she wanted to go see Breaking Dawn part two and she had no one to go with her. So I won't. Really? Work. Nobody wanted to go see that? They were all, all of her friends were out of town or pre-committed or there was all sorts of other things that were going on. Yeah. I had this thing. I just couldn't go. Uh, you couldn't. Yeah, I, I had a thing. <laughs> I had a thing. Uh, yeah, it was a thing. It's not as bad as I, I. When I realized she had no one to go with, I was like, "All right, fine." I didn't. I saw uh, the first three: Twilight, New Moon, and Eclipse. And I saw Twilight, and I was like, eh, "It's okay." I mean, it was. I wanted to see Twilight because you know it's become this fucking phenomenon. So I wanted to see you know why why how do you how do I write a movie that makes a you know, hundred million dollars? So it interests me from that perspective. And now the studios are buying up any teen trilogy or, or series. Well, of I course I should say, of course if they're good or not. They're buying them. Um, but the first one was an okay movie. I, the CG was really bad in it, but I was like, all right, it's a decent story. I fucking hated the second one. I thought the second one was just this, just awful. Just wasn't even a movie. It didn't have a beginning, middle and an end. It was just like a middle. Like and she said that it was very much like the book, um, and but, Kristen Stewart being an amazing scene actress that she is, yeah, you know, she's, draws you in every scene. Thankful, I mean, she's not gorgeous, but she is attractive. But she's not a good actress. Yeah. <laughs> she's just she, yeah, she's plain. And and even worse, so like uh, the most of the actors in these movies have the potential of being good actors, but they're playing such cheesy roles and it's not like uh not like committed cheesy roles like uh um in dracula gary oldman uh you know commits to being dracula so mm. much so that you know he's really cool at it uh even snow white and huntsman uh which i don't think you've seen but I have not. um charlize theron is just awesome as the witch uh, you know, she didn't have to fuck anybody to get her part. Unlike Snow White, she was just really good at, you know, a really good actress and got her part, got the part anyway. In this, it's just, it's really cheesy. Um, but whatever hated the second one. Uh, she swore to me that I would like the third one, uh, which went and saw and, and uh, like in the third act, I just wanted to gouge my eyes out. I was, I fucking hated it. Uh, and I refused. I was like, I'm never watching this is it. I'm not watching these pieces of shit ever again. So I didn't see Breaking Dawn Part 1, uh, which is probably the one I should have seen because that's when they have sex. Although you, you don't get to see anything. But, no. I mean, the, that's the I, hottest. I have, I've only seen the first one, and then uh, the rest I'm like, eh. Did you like the first one? 
It was okay. Yeah, it's a watchable it movie. Yeah, it wasn't it's great. A, it was okay. Um, uh, nothing special about it, no. It didn't suck me in. Right. Was it? Uh, so when she didn't have anyone to go with, I was like, all right, fine, I'll go with you. At least it's a study in, uh, again, how to make a movie that's probably going to open to $150 million bucks. Um, And th- that was kind of neat. And Dakota Fanning was in it more, and she's kind of got an evil, this cool, evil character. And she's so, a great actress. Um, yeah, she is. I, I enjoy Dakota Fanning a lot. Uh, but anyhow, so it was, it was fun and we saw it at one o'clock and then after that, which I saw it, most of the people in the theater were women. Um, really? Yeah. That's just hard to believe. <laughs> right. Probably um, early twenties at this point, early to mid twenties. Oh no. Really? <laughs> no. Like older? They're 30. Really? Yeah. They're, they're 30. I figure they probably start watching in their teens, which would make them probably mid twenties right now. Mm, it's such bullshit. Most of the women who went to see. Who are twitards? All of Deanna's twitard friends that come over, thirty to forty years old. Um, it's yeah, hmm. whatever. Moms pushed it on their daughters, I think. Well, my mom saw it. She was excited about it. Your mom? My is, mom loves. Has yes, she because they live, live in Washington. They've even right. been to what was it? Forks. Forks. Yes, yeah, yeah. they've been to Forks. Last time we were up there, like, hey, you want to go up to Forks? And we we're like, why? <laughs> Wow, I didn't. I wouldn't imagine that your mom was a twitard. Yeah, me either. But apparently, she is. Oh, well. So she has a thing for seventeen-year-old boy. Oh, well, she's heavily Christian, so that makes sense. <laughs> That's right. Can't. But, uh, I haven't talked to him since the election. Hmm. And she did support. Uh, she is a. She's an Elvis lover. Who, uh, well, he's a pedophile, yeah. Right, so, he was a pedophile. But that's okay. And, and a drug, he, he was into drugs, but that, well, they that's were okay. Yeah, and, and he needed them because of where he was at in his life, you know, the fame. So you, you can't handle fame without drugs. Uh, so after Twilight, we went and saw a flight at the Academy Theater, the five o'clock show. And as I'm sitting in there uh, waiting for the movie to start, it's all, it's all blue hairs. It's all the older, like there are 60 plus year olds in the audience. Um, and afterwards when we left, they were lining up for the eight o'clock show and those were all the 20 to 40 year olds. <laughs> so hmm. I was like, yep, we go, we go to the early show and we go to the matinee with the old people. <laughs> That's, That's, yeah, the early birds go. Hit this, the- this is us with no life. Uh, but flight was good. Um, if you, uh, uh, you'll probably see the Academy copy. Um, although it's worth seeing in the theater, I think for the plane crash. Your theater or the theater? Uh, it'll probably sound good in my theater, but in See, in sounds much actual, cheaper right there. Yeah, in an actual theater, it uh, you know pretty good. Uh, but it's like it's very much like uh, Castaway in that it's a moral story. It's not a. Um, it wasn't a didn't, not an action. Was it Budweiser who was getting on him about the use of their alcohol? Because doesn't he get drunk? Oh yeah, yeah. And I think they used Budweiser, and I think someone was against that. So I can't imagine Budweiser because I'm sure it was product placement for him, but there was something in the news about him being drunk on that alcohol, right? Making it look bad. Well, uh, something without, without giving anything away. Um, I think most people, at least I concluded from the trailer prior to going in, you see the plane fly upside down in the trailer and then there's a controversy over it and his job is on the line. So obviously, uh, you can uh, surmise that he uh, is under the influence of something when he flies the plane upside down, and then that's why his job's on the line. That's so, not normal. Yeah, so it's not. Um, I'm not really. It's not really a spoiler. Not giving it away. 
so uh, alcoholic beverages come into play a lot in the movie, um, and a, a central theme in the movie is alcoholism. Uh, so Budweiser isn't uh, being portrayed, I would say, as the um, party uh, drug that it likes to be known as. It's being portrayed as the abusive chemical <laughs> that alcohol it actually is. Bad. is. <laughs> exactly. Um, alcohol is bad. Okay. But if you live in Colorado or Washington, pot is good. Uh, Colorado legal. Well, in or LA County, I guess. Not, not recreationally in LA County. Oh, I didn't. Oh, I didn't realize that was the case. Yes, uh, Colorado Col- legalized it recreationally. And Washington also. Now, so are there, uh, I didn't, God, I haven't paid it. I, when people are like pots legal in Colorado, I see the Facebook posts and I'd see the news things. I just gloss over it. Cause I was like, eh, who cares why it's, I felt like people were making a big deal out of it because it's like maybe a religious area or something. It's oh. lily white and conservative where LA is, you know, rebellious. But I just kept shrugging and going, we've had that for like a couple of years now. Who the fuck cares? I didn't realize it was recreational. It is. So soon you can just go off to the grocery store. I'd like a fifth of Jack and a, Pack of 100 THC marijuana cigs. So there's plans to sell it over the counter? That I don't know yet. I mean, they, I'm assuming they must at some point because the reason you're going to make it legal is to be able to tax it, right? Right. It's not If it's not medicinal, then it has to be over the counter. Um, and so you're going to be able to tax the hell out of it, which is going to make some drug cartels pretty mad. So, do, well, <laughs> and that's been an issue with um, the drug cartels and why they're doing what they do in Mexico. Um Although it, it, yeah, is, uh, God, I don't know that I want to fucking get into it, uh, the drug, whole drug conversation. But essentially, um, making marijuana accessible in the United States has caused the use of other drugs to go down, which has caused the uh, a financial hurt to the cartels. And we can't have that. Right. It's the same thing as if... How many people uh, would be unemployed? Uh, legalizing gambling in California would kill Las Vegas. So by legalizing marijuana in the United States. See, I don't know if that's true. uh, Oh, without a doubt. Come on. I I would much, because there's no other town like Vegas. I've I've been to other places that have gambling, but it's not like Vegas. It would just the whole atmosphere. Yeah. But you're talking about day one on day 365 when downtown Los Angeles was covered with casinos or you take a, a vast wasteland like Irwindale and all of a sudden it's, you know, the fucking gambling. I, mecca. I would not agree with that because Vegas is a totally different animal. If you've ever been to Atlantic City, gambling's legal there. Casino after casino owned by the same companies. Yeah, I don't, not the same vibe. Well, okay, but Atlantic City doesn't have the weather that California and Vegas have. And California has better well, weather. I don't think that Vegas. necessarily would make a difference. I think I, it's just the vibe in general. I think it makes all the difference I, in the I world. I think it's the vibe you get from Vegas. Uh, I I don't think Vegas would be Vegas anymore, and they don't either, as they have tried, fought tooth and nail to to limit gambling in California, in casino laws and whatever here. Anyway, uh, it's recreational, so you don't you don't need a card. I guess are people going to be allowed to grow it? Uh, that I don't know. I haven't read the whole laws, but I just know it's recreational. I wonder: Are you allowed to grow your own regular tobacco, or is that against the law? Imagine you can. Well, it's again, you can't make your own, you can't have a still, you can't make your own alcohol, but you can buy alcohol. So I don't know if tobacco falls under that. I don't know because you can make, you can make your own beer. Uh, Right. Beer and wine are different. You can become a little winery, but you can't uh, build a still. 
and I have no idea why. Like, what? Like, who's that going to hurt? Exactly. The mm-hmm. the production that you have to go into to make a still that would affect. Uh, I get, well, actually, I, I the reason is is because then you can make like fucking three hundred proof alcohol or something is probably it. Mm-hmm. Something so dangerous um, that it that it could kill people. I guess I don't know, but then you know, well, making meth is illegal too. <laughs> so, yes. uh, I found out, or I heard this week that uh, those energy drinks, those energy shots, have been responsible for uh, five deaths. Oh uh, yeah, the the uh, five hour energy. Yeah, uh, which I don't know if it's that brand, but um, they I heard that they've been responsible for five deaths. And it's all been from misuse. Like people buy those things and they'll do like five shots in a row. Mm-hmm. Monsters being sued right now also. Are they? Yeah. There's a girl, 14 year old girl who ended up uh, passing away because she drank two of them mm-hmm. within a certain amount of time, which I forgot how much caffeine it has. Right. Uh, but she also ended up with some kind of heart defect, which uh-huh. she never knew about, but it ended up uh, causing her heart to stop. Yeah. See, I don't, I mean, if I don't think it's the company's fault. If you're going to drink five, and they of have these the warning little, labels, and yeah, and it's just I, it's just common sense. Like there is no label on a bottle of Jack Daniels that says uh, doing you know eight shots in a row will probably kill you. We just all know that you know, if you were to line them up and do like fucking eight to ten of them in a row, you're gonna shit's gonna happen. So, something bad's gonna happen. Yeah, here. exactly. I mean, unless you're a seasoned alcoholic, shit is going to happen to you. Um, so, Hey, if you're going to do, if you're going to drink eight energy shots in a row and die, I, it's your fault because <laughs> you know that one is good for five hours. Right? Exactly. And I, but you know, and people take these things every day, which is insane. They do. Um, and college campuses, they go around and hand them out for free. Yeah. I, I getting people addicted to mm-hmm. them. Um, and most I, kids these days can't live without their monster in the morning, their rock star, absolutely. their Red Bull. It's replaced soda, and it's worse than. Mm-hmm. Um, thankfully, we it's not a fountain drink yet, but who knows how long until that happens. <laughs> right. You well, get a fucking 64-ounce monster at 7-Eleven. Uh, but like, I understand their purpose. When we made Kisses and Caroms, I drank Red Bulls, and they worked. They were great. Uh, but, you know, if you are having one every day of your life, um, that's not the point of the drink. Like the point of the people, drink they, people is like, do, it's the same thing as coffee though. People drink that. If you have one cup of coffee, that's okay. But most people don't have one cup. They have two, three cups, which is probably about the same as what monster would have in it. So I, what's the difference there? Okay. Uh, I am a coffee drinker. I love Starbucks and I drink coffee all day. I probably consume, um, probably 24 ounces of coffee throughout a day. Uh, so I don't know, I guess that's just what three cups of coffee. Uh, well, it depends. Some people say coffee is a six ounce cup. Some say it's a, uh, eight ounce cup. And if you go three to four, if you go into Starbucks, a venti is a 20 ounce (laughs) cup. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, it's a bigger cup. Uh, but frankly there, I'd put a lot of milk in the coffee. So, um, if I went to Starbucks, it'd be like four shots of espresso. A day, so I guess that's like four ounces of like really concentrated coffee a day. Um, I wonder how much coffee you'd have to drink to get like one monster. Like you'd have to sh- 
shotgun, basically a, a pot of coffee. Uh, a coffee enema, maybe, <laughs> maybe get it get into the anal glands <laughs> to really absorb it. Um, I don't know. I and look, I I probably I shouldn't drink. I drink too much coffee. I shouldn't drink as much coffee as I do. Uh, so I'm just as bad as everybody else. But I'm not doing fucking going into Starbucks and buying five espresso shots and lining them up. Exactly. One after um, another and good to go. Yeah. A big event is like I add a shot. That means that, oh, I got it. I have a big night of it up in front of me. I got to stay awake. So your first work week I mean, on your nights, you're going to be taking a couple of those? Oh, I'll have Starbucks. Around, around midnight. And that's, yeah. And um, when I was working at Keycode and I was constantly on the move, uh, it was just one coffee, 12 ounces in the morning. Uh, but I spend all day at a desk. So part of the reason is it gives me something to do. Like I walk away from my desk and I go to the coffee, to the water cooler and make a coffee. Um, but yeah, when I was like up and around and constantly moving, it was just a coffee in the morning on my way to work. Uh, I've, I, as long as you got a job that keeps you busy, what the fuck do you need? The job keeps me awake. That's true. Um, but I guess there's a lot of people who don't. You're working on an assembly line in middle America or something near, you know, doing the same thing all day. It's boring. They're working in a cubicle. I imagine staring at a computer screen uh, sucks yeah. the energy out of you. Yeah, I would imagine teaching kids. <laughs> yeah, that sucks the energy out of you. But you have to be up and moving around, though. Uh, yeah, that's true. So anyway, uh, what's new with you? What's going on? Uh, let's see. Oh, I, I went to Glamis my very first time out the Glamis, the sand dunes. Um, yeah. What the hell is the name of it? Miso something. Uh, re rack. What the hell did you call it? Um. Bond Arama, what the hell is it? <laughs> Quovatis. Quovatis. <laughs> Bond Arama, folks. Yes. <laughs> you went to Bond Arama. That's what we did. Um, Phi Kappa Theta's Bond Arama. There you go. So you went to you went to Glamis to Quovatis. We did, and I thought we were actually staying at Glamis, but Glamis is on one side, and on the other side of the road, there's this open camping area. If you go into Glamis, it's forty dollars for permit for seven days, which isn't bad. But apparently, we've got kicked out of there in the past, uh, so we don't do that anymore. So we camp on the other side. Okay. Uh, yeah. Which I guess is good. It wasn't as sandy as Dooney. And, uh, I, I am glad that I took my trailer. I had to go up to Parker, get the tires, right. and then come down. Uh, realized that why I don't take my trailer anywhere at six miles a gallon. Wow. Yeah. So that's why my trailer stays there. Yeah. <laughs> the how quarter many, of a mile it goes from storage into the campsite. How many miles did you go? How You drove two hours, so like 120. It was about 120 miles. So it cost you 100 bucks to get the trailer down there. Yeah. And then 100 bucks to get it back. $200. Yeah. yeah. Just in gas to get there. Crazy. You but, I, you know, once you're there, it's well worth it because at night it got down to 35 or something like that. Everyone's freezing and sleeping in their tents. And I'm like, I'm just going to go turn on my heater, yeah, jump in bed. What would have costed to uh, just call RV America and rent an RV in Glamis? And just pick it up and drive I don't think it five they, minutes. I don't think they have them right there in Glamis. Oh, all right. But it, would, it still costs more. I forgot what it is. It's hundred and some odd dollars. It was, it was like when we used to go to Havasu and, and own the boat and spend all the money. And I still firmly believe it's far cheaper to spend $1,000 to rent a boat for a weekend than it is to fucking own one. Oh, for that, then it was. Yeah. But I love owning my boat. <laughs> uh, you spend considerable weeks at the river. So, all right, it makes sense for you. Yeah, for my five weeks for my boat to be sitting there. Uh, but for the weekender boat owner, who's most of the time their boat spends in their driveway and they go out with friends and then got to bring that thing home and clean it every time. And it's just mm-hmm. fucking, and then all the maintenance on it. Oh yeah. No. Well, you took yours out what? Three times a year. That was it. <laughs> three weekends a year. Uh, yeah. Was- I took it out three weekends a year. And for, 
uh, renting one for those three popular weekends was like a thousand bucks a weekend. So $3,000 a year, uh, what a, a brand new Bayliners, 20 grand. So it would take me oh, at least 20 grand. Depends on what size. Okay. <laughs> it's so, expensive. All right. We'll say 20 grand. It would take me seven years of renting a boat before owning a boat paid off, got yeah. in the gravy. And no maintenance. No, no maintenance. Insurance. Always think, a new boat. Trying to think, do we have to pay fuel? I think that included no, the fuel it, and everything. And to, to make it even better, we parked it in the channel. And if we needed fuel, they would come and fuel it up in the middle of the night. That's so right. we didn't have to, you don't have to do anything. That's you, right. No docking. Nope. No. They have slips. So you, we just fucking pull it up, get off of the boat. We're done. Done. It's awesome. Awesome way to go is to rent. So anyway, you brought it, you brought your trailer down to Glamis and you stayed, you didn't stay at Glamis. You stayed at It's right across the way, which as I'm going down there, I don't know if you've ever been down to Glamis. It's off the was it 78, I think. I haven't. I've just seen it on TV and well, you're cruising. You're yeah. out in the middle of nowhere. And all of a sudden there's these fences and these barbed wire and these lights. I'm like, what the hell's going on? Uh, like they're really tall fences, like 10 foot chain link fences with it's these like barbed wire 51 or something. And I found it actually is, they do some kind of bomb testing there. The military oh. does bomb testing. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it is out in the middle of nowhere. But as you're driving, you're like, this is just kind of weird. What's going on here? You know, and then the, all these no trespassing signs. And, uh, so yeah, anyway, we got there. I got my trailer stuck once, uh, trying to go through a wash. Mm-hmm. Uh, luckily there's, there's two guys that were close. So we were able to, um, well, just kind of let deflate the tires, move it back and forth, and end up digging out just a little bit and then getting it out of there probably within about a half hour. Cool. Uh, yeah, once it was up up and running, we had everything going. Everyone started showing up Friday night. We had three kegs, tons of 30 packs. We had a huge fire. We had uh, fireworks, mm-hmm. which I'm really surprised no one got injured. It was what they call mortars, which are like you put them in a tube uh-huh. and they shoot up into the air and sparkle. yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, we didn't shoot them up into the air. They would be, you, there was huge fire. You know, we have a big, huge fire going, people drinking. And uh-huh. uh, and all of a sudden you hear someone yell, fire in the hole, which means they've just thrown one of those things into the fire. And then everyone scurries as fast as possible because you never know what's going to shoot out of the fire. And then like in the sky as it bursts in the air. It doesn't just, no because it doesn't go in there because it's just because you have to put it in a tube for the mortar to go off. To go into the sky, right. So it doesn't go into the sky. But it just on, explodes. It's on the ground and it blows up. Okay. If you fire it into the air, it, it probably bursts, I guess, 100 feet. Mm-hmm, probably. Okay. So in the when you throw it in a fire and it bursts, is it shooting shit 100 feet away? It can. There's there's sparks and all that kind of stuff that go all over the place. And then you know, and I forgot how many of these things we, they brought. And then they you know they put them in a plastic bucket and put a rock on top of the plastic bucket, and that thing would just tear apart the plastic bucket. I mean, there's so much force in these things. And uh, this is, uh, I'm sorry, you said that Phi Kappa Theta got kicked out of Glamis several times. <laughs> hard to believe. Yes, hard to believe. Uh, huh. I and the jockey why. box going. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. It was a really good time. We had a great time. I, I am surprised no one got hurt. You know, because then the guys would take off and they go four bind and like, hey, you know, throw all these people in the back of their car at you know two o'clock in the morning where it's pitch black, right? And just cruising through all these things. And which uh, I'm I'm really surprised either no one flipped it or just ended up flying out. You know, because when you hit a bump, you know, the people in the back are moving you know three four feet up in the air. Great. <laughs> 
Good times. It was. It was fun. When did it was Friday, Saturday, Sunday or something, right? Yeah, we got there Friday. Some people left on Saturday, Saturday afternoon, and then Sunday morning we packed up, got out of there about 10. When did uh, Daniel get there? Daniel got there Friday. He actually ended up skipping his game. Okay. So he got there Friday, but he ended up leaving Saturday because that's when his ride was leaving. Oh, so then you just hung out with some other college boys. Well, I did. Well, there's a couple of the older guys out there also. Oh, cool. Uh, And then, yeah, there was... uh, Nice. I did hang up some some of the the senior class, not so much the younger ones, but yeah, the the older ones. Nice Boy Scout bonding event. It was. It was a lot of fun. There was games. They they made up these drinking games. They had like a huge Jenga game made with, uh, I guess they were four by fours. Okay. Uh, you know, and you know, all sanded down, so you do these Jenga. And each one had something on. You know, drank two shots or start something. Yeah, you know, big drinking games. They made a big curve. So plank. how does that work? You pull out uh, something and whatever's on it, you have. To- you have to do yeah but it's like you know uh person to your left drinks person to your right drinks or everyone oh. it's you know social drink there's all these how, how big are the pieces uh they four are by probably, four by how long uh they're probably about two feet four by four by two and someone just made it and, yep and sanded them all down to make sure they're nice and smooth wow that's pretty neat <laughs> it was it was cool i can show you a photo but uh, on on this it wouldn't no it wouldn't exactly. but later on i will the, the, show you a photo. the theater of the <laughs> mind you just explain it <laughs> Um, that's cool. Yeah. You know, as it gets taller, it, it makes it more fun and you have to pull from at least two full rows down. So you can't take off, you know, the second from the top. Uh, I don't, well, okay. I, maybe it is easier, but I would think that as it starts getting taller, taking from the top becomes more difficult because you're fucking with the, but you don't have as much balance. on there though. Lower to the bottom is a, uh, uh, a better center of gravity. How tall can you get the thing? Uh, well, how how tall does it start out with at first? How many uh, pieces? You know, I'll have to show you. I don't. I've, well, it's, roughly, it's probably it's like up to your knee. Up to no, because we had it on a table out there, uh, so it's easier for us to play on a table. And it right. was probably that's probably about four feet tall. When you start, or yeah. when you finish? I'd say about that's probably when we start on a table. It's, on a table. It's it's about three or four feet tall. Yeah, at least. Wait a minute, four feet on top of the table. On top of the table. Wow. And then how tall could you get it? As tall as well. It gets tough because we had, what, three? A normal Jenga has four, right? I think we only played with three per level. Okay. Um, so no, I think that's right. Uh, I think Jenga is three per level. I think maybe we had four. Because we had one different than the other. I don't remember if it was All right. if Jenga's three or four. Um, so how tall would it actually get? Uh, we got it pretty tall. Yeah, it was well over my head. You had to get a chair to... to uh, we, no, because it gets pretty, gets pretty unstable. Yeah, then that's what I'm just starting so we don't, to think. We weren't, we weren't that high up. It's it's going to turn into another dangerous thing. <laughs> Someone <laughs> then throws a mortar in the middle of Jenga wood and fucking shred. Splinters are going everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then played a, a game of a Kerplunk. It has a bunch of you know different size shapes, balls, and if you remember Kerplunk, it's a, a round tube and a bunch of sticks inside of that, and you pull the stick out and marbles fall down into the, the thing. Uh, and... Uh, and you want the least amount of marbles? Oh, you make like a, a basket tray with sticks and then the marbles are and are being held by them. And then as you pull the stick, then the hole gets bigger and the marble can fall through. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But we did, we did with different, you know, footballs and tennis balls and stuff like that. Or the small footballs, not the big ones. Cool. Each one of them also was like Jenga says something on it. You got to, you know, get a drink or whatever. Was there, so these were, were these made by, uh, the Phi Kappa Thetas? Uh, it's made by one guy, uh, yeah, Crazy Scott. He makes them. He's is also the one who brought all the fireworks. How old is Crazy Scott? Uh, he is 
mid to late thirties. Okay. So he's a, uh, he's an alumni like me. What is he? Is he an engineer or something? Uh, no, he is actually the butcher, butcher paper King. Uh, he makes butcher paper. No, he distributes butcher paper. Apparently many, many years ago, he was looking for some butcher paper for something. I don't know if it was fraternities or sororities or something like that and found out that no one d- distributes it. It's very hard to find. So he went and I go into Costco. It's right there. The big smart, rolls of, of butcher paper final. that schools use. They don't, you don't have the big spools of Costco. No. Yeah. No, 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 no. But that's not, what these are. These are the big ones that, you know, the ASB writes on and, you know, the football teams run through when they go out onto the field. He does all that. Oh, he said it's a big mark is actually VBS, the vacation Bible school people. Okay. That's apparently that, that is his niche. So where does, the butcher paper where does he live? He lives down in San Diego oh. and he's just opening up another distribution in uh, Colorado. Oh, Cool. So yes, the butcher paper king. <laughs> yeah, right on. Uh, so he's the butcher paper king is the crazy inventor. Crazy Scott, yes. Crazy Scott. All right, cool. What else? Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, tons of drinking. Uh, like I said, I, I'm really surprised nobody got hurt. Uh, there was some guy who brought a, his like F-250 with a overhead camper on it and somehow ended up losing their bumper. And I have no idea how you lose a bumper. Okay. <laughs> One of those things suddenly, you know, out in the middle of everywhere, you know, because we have the campfire and, you know, tents and all that. Mm-hmm. And there's a bumper and it was his bumper. And I'm like, how do you exactly? Because it's a back bumper connected onto the trailer. Right. I'm like, those things are usually on there pretty secure. Yeah. They're either bolted or welded. Yeah. One of the so, uh, so I don't know how I'm, that. <laughs> I mean, the bolts are like fucking half inch. The sheer strength on him would exactly. You know, so I don't know if he slamming roof. over something and end up catching it on a. You still, you'd have to have all four bolts come off. So I'm guessing that that bumper was an extra bumper in the back of his truck or something. Uh, no, yeah. he had a. It was a camper. It was his camper bumper, or the overhead camper bumper. You know, because the overhead campers usually have a like a, a step that goes onto them. So the guy with the truck was there, and the bumper was both of them were, and he didn't know how his bumper came off. Yeah, I don't think he did. I, he he just knows that the bumper is now off. All right, good, <laughs> good for him. Were there any women? Was there any? No, because it's not. It's not about women. It's all about the guy bonding experience. Because it's a fraternity, so you do it once a year. You go out there, and it was for me. It was great. But I, there were other campsites, right? I mean, no, we were out pretty much in the middle of nowhere. Um, off the road, we were probably about another three quarter mile in off a dirt road. And so no, you had no electricity, no running water. Well, I did <laughs> the beauty oh, of the trailer. Well, yeah. So yeah, I, I had, I had the, I had the water. Um, I brought my, the generator. So okay. I do have a generator. So we had a DJ out there. We had music going all night. Yours long. was the only Jenny. Yep. Oh, but it wasn't off my trailer. I have a, I have a, so they're not that prepared. <laughs> no, they're not at all. And which is funny because Daniel Jenga games, but nobody's like, Hey, maybe we should bring a Jenny. <laughs> well, I told them beforehand I was bringing the generator. I also brought the jockey box so they could bring the kegs up. The jockey box? The jockey box. It's like a portable keg. Uh, it's an ice chest that has. Uh, oh, your, your uh, cooler, your, yeah. your Coleman cooler that's got a bunch of copper pipe in it that yep. you put the ice in so you could run the warm beer through the cold copper and it comes out cold the other end. Yep. Yeah. 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 Called a jockey box. I didn't know that that's what it was called. Yeah. But all right, cool. Um, uh, so, how far? So you're a few miles. You said a few miles in. Yeah, we're about probably about three quarter mile in. Three quarter of a mile in, and then if so, you, there's nobody around. All the noise we're making, the the DJ going off all night. There was you know and no you one have, around. Us. You pay a fee for the camping spot. You didn't have to on that side. If you went into Glamis, it was forty dollars for a seven day. But if that you, side, on the other side, free. yeah, you just go in. How far are you from a, a store? Uh, actually, not far at all there because we actually went into town. Well, 
what they call town at Glamis. Uh, I don't know. Cause when you hit the road, so a three quarters mile to the road and then maybe another mile down the road. Now your trailer has a bathroom in it. Yes, it does. Do you, do you shit in your trailer? Well, yeah, that's, that's one of the, some people don't, some people, uh, you know, they well, shit in the I, woods well, and they I'm, piss in the trailer. Well, and when I'm up at the, when I'm up at the river, I don't. Right. So that's why I was asking. Cause I would imagine that you would just go use the uh, public restroom at the river. Um, cause why clean out your trailer? Yeah. Uh, do you, do you, do you piss in your trailer? Yeah, I will. It, up in the river. Yeah. Um, so, uh, out here, so yours was the only bathroom then. It was, but the, the guys would go wherever. Um, yeah, crazy Scott got a, what's it called? A, yeah, crazy Scott doesn't need a, a Pulu, I think. And it's basically, it's, it's a, it's a toilet seat that clamps onto a five gallon bucket. <laughs> and you sit down and it's a full toilet seat. I forget what the thing is, but you can buy it online. You think you got it for 20 bucks with the bucket and you put a paper or a plastic bag in there. It has a toilet seat. You lift it up and you sit down, you, you know, once you're done, you wipe, you put your toilet paper in there, you get up, you pop off the, the seat, you take the paper bag, you, you, uh, well, I think he buried the, the, the plastic bag, which well, I don't think you're supposed yeah, to do. <laughs> burying the but, plastic bag isn't a good idea. Um, because that was my next thing. Then if you're plastic, then you should be t- packing it out. You should. Yeah. And I, I honestly don't know what he did cause I didn't ask, but I do know I did see a couple people was, walk in with it. Was everybody, <laughs> well, there is no, uh, there's no trees or anything. Is there? No, they, no, there's like shrubbery, but no, there's no big trees. So there's no shelter. If you're going to take a shit, I mean, you're just over there. Yeah, but there, you know, there's, it's like a lot of dunes out there. It's not like the the sand dunes, but there's a lot so of. So you, you can know. find a little valley to have some. Yeah, shit you know, these mountains that are what, like maybe <laughs> six, seven feet tall, little dunes. So yeah, you just find a, or you can go behind a. Shrub. I'm just imagining like a, like a a vast flat desert, so and everyone can just see you. Just there's just nowhere to go. So, nowhere. <laughs> so the, now the question becomes like, this is my, my what I'm envisioning is like, okay, so you take the pulu. And respectfully, you walk, let's say, I don't know, if 100, 200 feet away uh, to behind some bush just to, you know, respect everyone to use it. But everybody can then still see you out there. And if you've got other campsites, they're just like, hey, look at a guy taking a shit on a bucket. So then it gets to a point, well, why bother? So at what stage is it just right right next to the fire? You <laughs> just pull out the <laughs> sit on the bulu. I <laughs> Luckily, that did not happen. But I could, I could see some guys doing it because some yeah, you'd probably be. Fuck, I'm not going to go out there. It's cold. It's, it's cold, and it's pitch black. Uh, like last weekend, like there wasn't much of a moon. It was dark out there. <laughs> yeah, and you're shitting. So you're you're squatting on your pulu next to your fire, and then all of a sudden, someone up some mortar and knew it. <laughs> fire in the hole, literally. <laughs> uh, Which there was some pretty funny video of some guys scrambling. You know. Kick it because we you know you have chairs sitting around, and suddenly someone says that and people try to get up as fast as possible, end up tripping. And you'll see them like it's like a war zone. They just lay down flat on the ground with their hands over their heads. <laughs> um, so people are bringing their their cars. There's a bunch of cars out there. Yep, there's a bunch of cars. So there's people are sleeping stuff, in their cars. Yeah, and, yeah, because it's cold. Yeah. Um, and then a few of the I'm sure uh, dumb uh, freshmen are intense. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there are and we, you know, we had some pledges out there so that was fun right to take you know take care of us did they clean your trailer or anything they didn't oh. my trailer actually wasn't too bad there weren't a lot of people going in there um there was at one point because it got really windy on saturday so some of the guys went in there and were playing i don't know asshole or bullshit or some card game mm. um, but you know it was me i, I a guy 
two other guys. And I actually, because I on my top bunk, I have a you could you have a hundred and fifty pound maximum to sleep on my top bunk. And we actually have one pledge who is like a hundred and fourteen pounds. Okay. So he was able to sleep on the top bunk. So we I got three guys in there. You have to so 115 far. pounds? Yeah. Well, that's what he weighed. My, right. My bunk only holds 150. 150. Oh, okay. And my top bunk. Yeah. Trailer sl- says it sleeps. What's it? It's two, four, six. I think my trailer's supposed to sleep between six and eight people. But if you're an adult, it sleeps two. Or three, uh, sorry. Because you can get two on the bed. One on the bottom bunk. Uh Oh, is the bottom bunk full size? Uh, close enough. Yeah, the uh, dining room table converts into a bed that isn't full size. No, you you have to be maybe five feet shorter. Oh, mm. because the seats if the seats laid down, but they don't like the right. actual like the back. Well, of the I know seats. you you could sleep. And my couch also does, but the couch an adult could sleep in the hallway, the uh, in front of the stove. Yeah, that would be long enough. But then uh, uh, no one's going to the bathroom for <laughs> that. Right. Yeah. Hopefully, that person's the first one up in the morning. Right. Exactly. Well, you wake him up. He's 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 the first or the second one, up, <laughs> one of the two. So, well, that's cool. So, what else? Anything it was, I, you know, and, and I and I'm as I'm sitting there talking to him and thinking, you know, these are really they are a really good bunch of guys. You know, the people I'm talking to, we have guys who are in the military and doing that kind of stuff and going through like ROTC and uh, very respectful. Because you know, I'm, I'm the oldest guy there, I'm the founding father of fraternity, and you know I'm looking at these guys going, "This is actually pretty cool." The fact that I, I I'm one of the guys who helped start this on San Diego State campus, and look where we are now. We're like the top fraternity house on campus. Um, you know all the stuff we do for philanthropy and you know the grade point average. This is really cool to think where it's gone from six guys sitting in a room saying, "Hey, we should get a fraternity here on campus," right. and now to one of the top houses. So you think you should get an award or something? I already have an award. What's your award? <laughs> I don't really. Oh, <laughs> just the fact that well, Daniel's my first legacy in there, and the House of Hutchinson is coming back. Uh, okay, <laughs> but that's uh, it, it's just cool to think about that you know something you've started that I, I don't know. It, it's hard to imagine that it would have got as big as it has. Oh, when you started it, that it would have become what it is. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, sure. I, I mean, I yeah, guess cause, you know, because fraternities come and go on, especially on on most campuses, they come and go. I I don't even know that. I didn't. I just i i don't know much about uh greek life i assume they were always there no a lot of campuses don't like them so they try to get rid of them uh are there uh colleges that don't have fraternities at all yeah there are i mean i know they're obviously community but they they still have like yeah they they call them social clubs there's always something some sort of something or other on campuses but yeah there's a lot of colleges that were against them or have been against them because one, parents won't send their kids there because of all the partying going on, so they lose revenue that way. Well, partying is going to happen regardless. Or the bad thing. Well, yeah, but parents think is, oh, well, it's you know, fraternities and sororities. It's all they right. do is party. Right. Which isn't true at all. I mean, yeah, okay, they do party, yes. But they also have to maintain grade point averages. They have to do so much philanthropy. That, well, yeah. They, but, you know, there's so much other stuff that most people don't realize that fraternities do. But you are uh, most most people are familiar that in high school you need to maintain a certain GPA to be on the football team, uh, and in most high schools across rural America uh, that doesn't matter. 
you know, you could hear you'd be dumb as shit, and it's, uh, someone's just, giving you the grade. Someone's giving you the grade. So, well, that uh, well in high school, yes, because everyone has this. But that's grade, people's but experience. So then, you, when their kids go off to uh, college, yeah, sure, you have to maintain a GPA to be in a fraternity. Yeah, but I yeah, mean, I could tell your, your professors it. aren't all about. Oh yeah, he's Phi Kappa Theta. I'm going to give him a grade just because you know I want to well, make sure if a Greek life stays on campus. That doesn't happen. That's what you say, but I'm saying this is what this is the point of reference that these parents have is that you know they're the GPA is just bullshit. So I could see where they would think that, yeah, that they're just partying. Now the, the irrational thought is that, um, a fraternity can just completely exist on partying. Like, well, yeah, you know, it's all they do. Right. They, they just part. That's all it is. A fraternity. Or after my class, I'm going to go party. to the fraternity house and drink myself to yeah, tomorrow. Like how, how could you, how could that even exist? Yeah. If that, if it was, um, logically or physically or whatever, emotionally or whatever it takes to be possible, then we would have those in our world. We would just be like, after work, I'm going to such and such a club, which is just the party club. So all we do is party and girls get naked and dance on tables. Wait a minute. We sort of do have that. (laughs) I guess. Back to Vegas. Back to Vegas. Yeah. Hey, we're at 44 minutes. Wow. Um, I didn't realize Glamis was that exciting. Apparently it was. So let's, let's play some, would you rather? Ooh, are these pre-picked or is this random? No, totally random. I've no, I haven't read them at all. I just pulled the next card, um, by Zamondo or whatever the hell it is. Uh, would you rather be on top of a Ferris wheel during an earthquake or during an electrical storm? I'm going electrical storm. Um, I, I just can't, cannot imagine whatever reason I, I have the fear sometimes that you know you go on to high place and you're like what if there's an earthquake now and it's only because of the fact i don't know because we do have them and i've been in the big ones and i'm not so sure i don't know how much i trust it especially if i've been if that's like one of the carny ones that just show up and some carny who is drunk or on meth you know put this thing together well uh i was on not that all carnies do drugs i was on the ferris wheel at uh california adventure with you so I know that you will get on a Ferris wheel. Yeah, I still will. And we live in earthquake country. Uh, so we were obviously taking the gamble by getting on it. And when we did the Ferris wheel, did we get in the one that, I don't remember when we got the one that moves back and forth? Yeah, yeah. we got in the one that slid back and forth, which I didn't like. Because <laughs> uh, I don't like those types of rides, but whatever. Um, so anyway, we live in earthquake country and we got on a Ferris wheel together, uh, which tells me that we were that we took uh, the chance that we would get on a Ferris wheel in an earthquake. However, if I were, uh, if there was an electrical storm going on and you could see lightning bolts in the air, I wouldn't have gotten on the Ferris wheel. I would have just looked at it and gone, well, that's fucking <laughs> stupid. One of those bolts is bound to hit it and I'm not going to be in it. And, you know, I'm going to skip the Ferris wheel this day. So I would say that I would rather be on a Ferris wheel during an earthquake because the chances are higher that I would take the gamble and be there during an earthquake. Uh, I wouldn't take the, if there was an electrical storm or a hurricane or a tornado, I wouldn't get on a Ferris wheel. Well, no, but you'd know warning of those, right? There, that's just it. You have warning. Um, or you, you see the actual physical thing happening. The earthquake, you don't know if it's going to happen. So, I mean, we take our, our earthquake lives in our hands all the time. We had one, what, like, Two weeks ago. Oh, yeah. In the, in the morning. morning. Yeah, yeah. Started shaking, and I was like, oh, earthquake. Oh, yeah, we live in California. For those who have never experienced it in L.A., watch L.A. Story. 
That's pretty much the way it is. <laughs> yeah, that is true. <laughs> and, and, yeah. Most people don't understand that whole thing. But if you live in L.A., that scene is hilarious. Uh, if you live in L.A., you fully understand <laughs> L.A. story. If you've never been to L.A., you think L.A. story is the dumbest movie ever. Mm-hmm. Of course, there's now freeway signs across the country, uh, the electronic signs. Oh, yeah. Back then, it was, a, it was only here. I think they started here, but like no one knew what the hell that was. The, that was part of the uh, terrible marketing for the movie. Of course, the central thing in the uh, story, but it's Steve Martin looking up at uh, an electronic sign. And if you didn't live in LA, you had no idea what he was looking no, at. Yeah, what's that, what is that thing? They have these electronic signs on the side of the freeway. Um, would you rather have a front tooth permanently chipped or have a, nor- a noticeable scar on your cheek? Hmm. I think I'll go with the scar on the cheek. I actually have a front tooth that's chipped, but it's capped and has been for years. I have a noticeable scar on my cheek. <laughs> so is that what you're going to go with? Or would um, you rather have the have the chipped tooth? Well, I know what it's like to live with the noticeable scar. Um, I don't know. Tough one. Because uh, sometimes I've thought about uh, going to see a plastic surgeon to get the scar fixed. It's not that it, I'm not self-conscious about it. It's not that it bothers me, but sometimes I look at it and I'm like, I should get that fixed. Like we live in a world where uh, you can get things like that fixed. So why wouldn't you? Like if you crash your car, it's not that I'm self-conscious that my car is crashed, but I should probably fix it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, even if it runs. So I've often thought maybe I should fix that. And it's probably easier to fix the scar than it is to fix the permanently chewed permanently chipped tooth um because when people have caps put on they end up like always complaining their cap fell off or something like that i've had mine on for years i've chipped my two front teeth when i was 13 okay with with david okay graphic artist david um uh-huh. and have you ever noticed that my <laughs> they've been chipped no let me see your teeth <laughs> see they they're the two front teeth not only that but i went to what a do you, do you have a veneer yeah i have two veneers uh, I actually went to a, a tooth artist who, if you if you look at him close enough, I have like white marks all on, on my teeth. So uh-huh. he actually sketched what this tooth, my veneer would look like to match all the rest. So what's underneath them? Just chipped, there's chipped teeth? Yeah, mm-hmm. my teeth. And, and one of them is dead. Well, one of them, I've had the root canal on and one of them is still good. So do you have a post going up into your gum? No, they're not fake teeth. I just have my... my well, if you, you had a root canal, what do you mean? The root canal means they pull out the root. No, it means they uh, they drill through the root. I it had a what's it called? Um, I can't remember the name of it. Anyway, they had got infected, and I think I had the root canal on that one. Yeah, it must have been that one. So, is there anything special that you have? they're they're glued onto your teeth, mm-hmm. right? They're glued yeah. on uh, or epoxied on. Um, is there anything special that you have to do? Do you nope. you? Can you not tug meat or ribs? Is there anything like that? Nope. I, there's nothing they've ever told me. And you've never had them fall off? Or nope. I, actually, broke? I think one of them is chipped a little bit on the side from actually eating a rib probably 15 years ago, I think. Okay. Up in Parker, many, 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 actually more than 15. It must have been about 20 years ago. So at some point, you're going to have to have the veneers redone. Possibly. I mean, it, well, uh, as we all get all, older, all our gums either. recede and they're going to, so you either have to have them removed or redone. If you have them removed, are your teeth like hideous? They, no, I don't know. No. I don't know. When you say chipped, I don't, I'm thinking, and root canal, I'm thinking like you. <laughs> They're black. Yeah. No, it's nothing like I that. No. No, I actually, I knew a guy who had no, like the 
fur, the front four teeth were gone completely, and they built a bridge. Um, Just that, pops it in. Yeah. No, I think it was permanent. Um, attached to his other teeth in the back, a, a, like a, a metal bracket wire, and then the veneers were put on front, and it looked fine. He was. It was in a conversation that it came about. Um, and then I was like, Oh, I want to see. <laughs> and he's like, Oh, whatever. And he opened up his mouth and I was like, Holy shit. I didn't, didn't know that that technology existed. <laughs> yeah. I know now they, uh, they go in and, uh, I, I don't know if they can, if it's done at the root canal stage or whatever, but they can actually go in and put, uh, stainless steel rods up yeah, inside can I, there. Gags them into the bone. And, yeah. yeah. And then screwing your tooth. Uh, but it's not, they say it's, it's not the same. It's not the same as having your own teeth. Well, I'm sure it, it will doesn't. always be different, but better than nothing. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'll go with the scar because I have a scar. You'll go with the tooth because you have a tooth. Um, let's see. Would you rather live the life you currently have mm. or do it all over again and take your chances from the beginning, hoping to do some things differently? Do I know what I know now? Um, well, that's a tough one because if you don't know what you know now, then you would just, you would do everything exactly the same. So this says hoping to do some things differently. So no, you don't know what you know now. So I just go back. I don't know. I've had a pretty good life and pretty eclectic life so far. So honestly, I don't know. Uh, um, I might go back. Just, just do a rerun. Let's just see where I'd end up. Here's the thing. I wouldn't go back. I mean, I love the life that I have now. Um, there are some things that I think, uh, had I stayed in school, I, I probably could have pursued a career in law and might enjoy that uh, more and be much more wealthy, although maybe not. I don't know. Um, but I don't, but if I had to do, if I didn't know what I know now, I would probably make the same choices and end up here. Um, and I probably would also, but even if going over, do, doing the redo mulligan. But then the other thing is, is like, unlike most people, uh, I enjoyed junior high. And even though I didn't really go to high school, uh, I went to high school parties and whatnot. And I enjoyed those years of my life. There's a lot of people who are like, oh, I'd never go back to high school. See, I terrible. loved high school also. Yeah, I, I would I, so do high school. Uh, easy. Life was easy. Junior high, not so much. But high school, loved no, high school. All that, all that time from puberty forward, fantastic. I mean, even the time as being a kid uh, and playing with Hot Wheels and whatnot, but I, I don't really want to relive that. Like, that's not. I would go like, my time period would be like freshman in high school through graduating, actually maybe my junior year in college. Not to go all the way, but somewhere in there. That'd be, I think it'd be great to have the whole mulligan and do over just yeah. to see where I end up. So, I don't know. I, I, w- I would stick with what I currently have because I'm just going to end up here anyway with the same memories. And then I'm going to ask this question and go back, and it's just going to be an endless loop like Groundhog Day. <laughs> and I've, Which yeah. I guess means I live forever, so maybe that's the way to go, too. I, yeah. Um, would you rather be a, psychic, ah, be a psychic that can sense people's dislikes or a psychic that can sense people's fears? Ooh, I think I'd like the fears. I think you'd be able to play with people. Uh get them to do what you want to do. Well, but yeah, if you know what sense, people, I think it'd be great. If you know what people don't like, then you can give people what they like. If you know what people fear, you have more control over them. Yeah. 
You can play on people's fears. Uh-huh. So, so I'm going to go with fears on that one. Dislikes. Oh, I know you don't like Rocky Road ice cream. Yay. Who cares? But if I know you hate spiders, yeah, I, I, I can definitely work yeah. my my way into things. That's a no brainer. It's definitely fears. Um, yeah, if I can prey upon your fears, then um, I can manipulate you to yeah, what I want. And I can own the world. Mm-hmm. So there we go. Another card of Would You Rather. Cool. Well, we're at 55 minutes. So ends the show. Um, unless you have anything else that you want to add. I don't think so. Let's moment. see. No? no? Veneered uh, Ferris wheels. That's right. And heaven's doing good. Heaven is doing good. <laughs> um, oh, wait. I do have something to say. Oh. I forgot because oh, cause I told you a lot of at Quilvatus, a lot of kids left early on Friday or Saturday. Okay. Well, it wasn't early. It was like 8 o'clock at night, whatever. Okay. And I was, I'm talking to Daniel, and Daniel's like, well, because there's nothing to do. I'm thinking, really? Because you're camping. That's what you're doing is you're camping. He's like, yeah, but, you know, there's just nothing going on. Like, you're hanging out with your buddies. There's a big fire going on. We had the motorcycles, all the stuff. And he's like, yeah, but there just wasn't anything going on. Like, what exactly is going on with this generation where they have to be constantly entertained with something? Like, because there wasn't a TV or an Xbox going that it sucked? Mm, I don't know. I think it's every generation. I don't know that it was just his, that it's his generation. Well, I think their, their generation's getting worse because I think they're more visual. They're more, you know, everything. Even even my teaching style has changed because now i got to bring yeah. in YouTube and stuff like that. Otherwise, you lose the kids. Their generation, the, the current generation is... Uh, definitely needs lots of stimulation is subjected mm-hmm. to tons of stimulation. Um, and it's hard to get through to them. Uh, it's hard to get through to us. I mean, advertisers, it's are plagued. How do you connect with people? Um, how do you get your message through to people? Uh, which makes its way all the way down. Uh, so it was, I, it was, yeah. I just thought that was interesting that, you know, you're camping and there wasn't anything to do. Yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, I've experienced that with my nephews, uh, them being bored and the inability to just enjoy uh, life and enjoy what's going on for the moment. Yeah, just hanging out. The more important question is, what the fuck else are you going to do? Oh, exactly. Like, I, I'm going like, to get like out they, of here. I'm they, leave. And Daniel's like, yeah, we all went home, and I'm like, so what'd you guys do? Oh, you know, I just cook dinner, watch yeah, TV, nothing. Right. <laughs> that okay? That's better than hanging out with all your brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, there's my two cents. It is, I, I you know, and it, it uh, I'm with you, uh, especially in a day and age of TiVo. Like, <laughs> and that is true. So I'm Vince Roca. Oh, I'm Michael Hutchinson. And leave your comment, feedbacks, and suggestions on iTunes. We'll read those. And for more on the show, visit getconvinced.com.